when there's no adversity, you need to go get you some help, right? You, you got to go unpack all of what you just dealt with because you still got to be a leader. You still got to be, you still got to go out in this, in this, in this brutal world and be a man. I feel that you do have to make and create opportunities for you to charge yourself up and build yourself up. There are a lot of men who are out here trying to do life on a drain battery. And we got to find our charging stations. We have to find what keeps us going. Yup, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Walker! We finna cook! Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, whether you're new or old. We're really appreciative that you guys are hanging out with us, even if it is for a little while. Speaking of hanging out, everyone's here. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm great. Glad to be back. Awesome. Full strength TP pod. Black, how are you doing? Doing well. I'm glad to be back also. Same here. Glad are you back. really black? Okay. Yeah. All that we put you through? Yeah. I have my weekends to get over it. Okay. Oh, can I can I throw some at him? Yeah. Dude, how was Comic Con? It was awesome, man. Okay. Yeah, there were. Did you dress up? No. Tell us. No. Tell us. No. But I saw a I lot of people that did. <laughs> if you would have dressed up, ooh, would you dress up as? Probably some character that carries a sword. Zelda. No real character. <laughs> go on, go on, Black. Is that <laughs> what? What did I do? This <laughs> dude said Zelda. I guess that's the first thing that comes to his mind. Did you, did you have another name? I didn't. But I mean, Zelda? As black as he is? <laughs> Blackda? If you go to these conventions, man, color is not an issue. I know. You just dress up as whoever you want to, and you believe you're that character. Give us a character name. You wouldn't know any of them. It doesn't matter. We have listeners that are into this. We do? Yeah, black. So you you did enjoy it, right? Yeah, they had a a cosplay contest, too. Oh, who? They had 40. I was going to ask. You know, you're talking about me dressing up as a person. Yeah. That's called cosplay, like costume. Ah. And they gotcha. had people who entered a contest. Look at him, get a little, look at him just abbreviating He's terms. excited. Come on, Black, lean into it. So they had contest? Yeah. Okay. And they had 40 contestants. And one of them y'all would have recognized was the, uh, what's the main character from Frozen? What's her name? Olaf? Elsa. Elsa, Elsa, that's right. I should person. know this. They had right. someone like dressed as Elsa. I think she was like in the top ten. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be anime. No, it doesn't anim- have to be comic. No, but it can be. But it was it was an anime gaming convention. Anime gaming. So there's a frozen game. No, there were like it was a whole section of people like a gaming tournament. 
Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, different pla- uh, systems. 2K? Mm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. But they also had like some set, they had like some arcade systems set up in the building. Plus, they had wrestling, of all things. Wrestling or wrestling? Like WWE <laughs> wrestling. Really? Yeah. Um, this is what I meant to ask you when I was listening to last week's episode. Where was it? Uh, Legacy Arena. At the leg, huh? Well, it was at the exhibition, the East Exhibition Hall. Have they redone that? Not the exhibition halls. No. Uh-huh. Just the main, like, where, like, the squadron play, where the concerts would be. The mi- yeah. You know, we used to go for the little kids' plays. Wait. <laughs> where the squadron play? Yeah. That part's been redone. Yes. So you went to the redone part? No. I went to the East Exhibition Hall. Where the squadron play? No. The new part is where the squadron play. Right. That's not where it was held. Oh, okay. It was held at the East Exhibition Hall. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Good for you. Walker's done talking oh, about uh, cosplay. I, I have to, just a side note, Walker. Mm-hmm. I Make went it quick. I went with a person <laughs> who we've talked about that myself and this person don't see eye to eye politically. I've showed you some of the posts online. Oh, really? That's who I went with. Huh. That's one thing we agree on is like frisbee and anime. And we can talk about that and have fun with that, but politics. Anything, anything else? No. So I felt like that was growth for me, being able to like hang out with this person who I know I would not agree with if we start going down any political path. Right. But we both enjoy the conventions and other things. So that's what I focus on when I'm with hanging out with that person. So Black is experiencing growth. I just think he didn't have anyone else to go with. But what do you think, Yeah. What? You're in savage mode tonight. I'm ready to pot. Can we go? <laughs> Can we go? Dude, you're gone. <laughs> like, nope, nope, Jeez. nope. Well, let me call this now that we're warmed up. <laughs> right. Black, I was trying to let you live just for the record. Come on, man. Let me just throw a little joke in there. This is a little jokey joke. All right, man. You know what, Black? I'm going to call my mom. You call your mom, and we can all be tight here and stiff. <laughs> Am I stiff? Have you you want to turn the camera around so you can see it? <laughs> I look pretty relaxed from the screen that I can see. Speaking of relaxed, I do have a I have a question for you. Go ahead. I listen back. You you know, of course, you send me clips and stuff to upload to social media and whatnot. Thank you for I doing do that. A, by the way, no problem. I have a question for you about last week's recording. You made a statement about, of course, your how anti Valentine's Day you are. Right. Take your time. Get your face together. You want to play the Jeopardy music while you get your face together? Looks like he stiffened up just then. He just moved. Okay. He's anyway. So you're 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 your pushback on the holiday is for the things you do for your wife throughout the year. You don't like that society dictates to you what you're supposed to do on that one day as Correct. a symbol of your love. Correct. So basically what society is dictating to you, you just resist that. Attempts to on that day. It's okay. very nuanced walker, so lean. On that day. Yeah. So for so for that holiday, it's it just dismisses what you do elsewhere throughout the year. Dismisses. I feel like it does, yeah. 
So if you feel that strong about it, why do you celebrate other man-made holidays? Such as? Thanksgiving. Do I celebrate that? Christmas. Do I celebrate Christmas? Uh, what did you do this past Christmas? We're at that. Yeah, we're at the crib. Okay. That's where most people celebrate Christmas. All right. How do you know I celebrated that? Did y'all, do y'all put up a tree? Did I put up a tree? I told you it was nuanced. I know. Is that- it true? Is a tree in your, in your house? Oh, there's definitely a tree in our house. Okay. You bought gifts for your family? Did I buy them? No. So you didn't buy your wife anything? No, not for Christmas. She'll tell you that. So, so two years ago or the Christmas before your wife was looking for a gift for you that you totally forgot about because you bought your son a PS five. You didn't buy any of those gifts. I didn't buy that for him for Christmas. It was just, it just happened to be available. So This is what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to the nuance train. No, you're just BSing your way through this. <laughs> That's fine. If we're going to do that, then we can move right on along. Um, why do you celebrate? But do you understand what I'm getting I, at? I do. Where you, I do see where you're going, Walker. Because even with let, my eyes closed, let's just let's just take let's just say Thanksgiving for example. Okay. Aren't you thankful every other day? Yeah. Why bro. should society tell you that I should carve a turkey today to show your your thankfulness? Mm. Didn't that come from society? And that day really is about you know the genocide of Native Americans. Oh, we going there? I'm just saying. Like, ask a Native American how they feel about that holiday. Mm. So, but society tells us what traditions we're to do on We should day. gather with our families and cut turkey and eat it. So if we're being, if that's truly how you feel about Valentine's Day, why are you being, why do you pick and choose which holidays you want to enforce that? that Because I got rights. Well, sure. No one says you don't, but you are, you, that is, that does come off a bit inconsistent. Uh, okay. Um... Why do you, I don't know how you do this every week, but what do you mean? Take me there. Let's take go. you where we're about to go. Because uh, here's here's my thing. Here's here's my here's my analogy I give. Let's say we all know two people who's mutual acquaintances with the three of us, right? And I say to you guys in confidence, you know, person A, I cannot stand person A because they're two faced. They just they just act one way here, they act another way. I just don't like that. I don't Did you like say two faced. Two faced. Okay. Two faced it, two faced, whatever. Two faced it. Can you stay with my analogy? I just want to make sure I heard right. Your ears work, do they? <laughs> what? So there so I, that's the reason I don't like this person. I hate doing <laughs> this. So I don't like person A because of that. But person B does the exact same thing. But I kick it with that person. Heavy. Heavy. Y'all both know these two people. Y'all know they do the exact same thing. But I choose to alienate person A as a person I can't stand for the same reason or the same thing that person B does. You and black would have to wonder, OK, what's the real reason you don't like this person? Because clearly, if you don't like person A, then by your reason, you shouldn't like person B. Right. My question to you is, what is your real reason? I, I really don't think it's any deeper than what I shared last week. So if that's how you feel, how do you turn it on and off on holidays that you do participate in? Because it's the exact same thing. You can argue even worse. Well, well, I think I think 
with with the two that you preface Thanksgiving and and Christmas, mm-hmm. those involve more resources than Valentine's Day does. But you made it your, seem like your, Valentine's Day. Your questioning, Day. your questioning was, what are you doing for your wife on Valentine's Day? I love my boys. I love my mom. I love my sisters. You never asked what I was doing for them. Valentine's okay. Day is a celebration of love, right? Okay. No, 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 you, no, no, no. You never, you never once, you never once answered that. No, 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 my no. boys take Valentine's to school for their classmates. Right, but it's a holiday celebrating s- love. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so let, let's stay here. Let's stay here because I got to dissect this for you, Walker. Because like he did last week. Go ahead. <laughs> let's stay here. Your whole thing, and I think this is part of the societal pressure, especially with married people. You got to go all out for your wife. No, you don't. Well, why didn't you ask me about anybody else? Why didn't I ask you about anybody else? On Christmas? What on, are you talking about? On Valentine's Day, Walker. Because that's a, that's between you and your wife. Right. See, now, now you're... It's, it's a celebration of love, correct? Sure. Right? Yeah. I love my mom. Okay. You never once asked what I'm doing for my mom for Valentine's Day. You didn't do nothing for your mom. You didn't. You didn't ask, did you? No. So why ask if I already knew the answer? Why not ask about that if it's a celebration of love in general, and you're you're accepting and receiving of Valentine's Day norms of even my sons taking Valentine's to school for their classmates. Getru, we're in the weeds. You do know we're in the weeds. No, right? you you refuse. You're refusing to answer a question. What's the question? Why Why didn't you ask? The scope of my Valentine's because because my answer will make sense. Why didn't you ask, Why didn't you ask the scope of my Valentine's Day celebration or whatever I was planning to do for Valentine's Day? You only asked about my wife. You didn't volunteer anything else about that day. Right, but why did your question limit me to my wife? If it's a if it's a societal celebration of love, because most people tend to do stuff for their spouses on that day. My point exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Most people tend to Thank do you. stuff. Now to get now, to now, you. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. No, 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 no. I'm going to answer the question. No, no, no. Christmas and Thanksgiving involve more than just my spouse. And you do it all. And you do it all. Right? Right. So my point is, why do you turn it on and off for Valentine's Day if that's your true reason. Because there's more than there, there's more people involved with the other holidays. So you that's don't, what I'm trying to tell so you. So you don't do anything for your wife on Christmas. Not anymore. Have I before? Yeah. But I'm serious. Two years ago we decided we're not. If that's that's fine. Right. I'm trying to answer the question. That's fine. That's you don't fine. like the answer. That's no, okay. No, no. But that's fine if the two of you have made a decision that we're not doing much for each other right. on Christmas. You didn't like that answer. <laughs> Did I say I didn't like it? I just I accepted that. Okay. Continue on. Now that I asked, but even with Thanksgiving, why should you have to show your appreciation and gratitude on that one day when you're grateful and thankful every other day of the year? Because it's about more than just me. I'm not going to go sit down and have a Thanksgiving dinner by myself. I'm not going to take my wife out to dinner for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. That's a day where <laughs> But do you That's a that's a day where society shuts down. Do my you, boys aren't in school. My wife's not my working. Point. Businesses do, are closed. Do you understand my point? Valentine's Day is not that type of day. I had a feeling you was going to do this. Do you understand my point? Yeah, and I'm trying to answer it. See, see, it's your whole point, Walker. You asked me last week, what are you doing for your wife for Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. You asked me that. You didn't ask me about anything else. But you didn't do nothing else. Right, sir. but you didn't ask. 
And I did. What you do? The heart shaped pizzas. I told y'all about that. Did you okay. hear that part? Okay, that was your sons doing that for their for their mom. They, they, that's what they, they wanted. They did not anchor the big green egg, sir. <laughs> because the Papa only, Papa but, Bear had his had his apron on. <laughs> because to your point, the only way y'all was going to eat is that you cooked. Right. Okay. What else did you? That do? doesn't involve me. That's for them. But you didn't ask about that. You asked, "What are you doing for your wife on Valentine's Day?" Right. You don't want to hear about what the what the boys were doing. So what you got, Black? I just want to just help walk out a little bit. Do you understand what a red herring is? Define it for us. A red herring is an argument that uses confusion or distraction to shift attention away from a topic and toward a false conclusion. Gatry, you pivoted all the way out of them. I, I, I'm not, no, you just didn't like the answer. But it's cool, though. No, your answer was You didn't like where I was pivot. going. Your answer was a pivot. It was not a pivot. Gatry, you confuse yourself at times. No, I was you explaining under, you realize just because how you, you don't yourself. understand it means that doesn't mean I'm confused. I'm looking right at you, Black. Say that again. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean I'm confused. I don't understand some of the things you say. Clearly. Clearly you don't. Does that make you confusing? It makes me confused about you. Does it make you a confusing person? No. Did I say you were confusing? You did just I, did. Did I? No, I say you confuse yourself at times. Oh, okay. I just, I, I feel like if you don't like the answer, you tear it apart, and then you, you no, discredit you, it, and then you accuse me of pivoting. What you did. But you wouldn't even let me answer the full question because you got confused. I got confused. What am I confused about? My answer to the question, which you didn't even let me get through. Get to get to the end of it. No, I've I've I'm done. <laughs> I'm a red herring, obviously. You're so defensive. Why don't you ever help me? Maybe because he's confused. <laughs> Are you confused, Black? Uh, it seems because you're supposed just, to be the voice just, of reason. I'm just sitting here and like it seems like when a topic or something. If, the, if Walker has a question and to me there is like an obvious like maybe like a yes or no answer or something like that you would take something that he says and like the whole like what he, wherever he's asking you you would take one part of that focus on that one part and just try to use and that twist it that's what it looks like to me from the outside looking in it's like you don't you're not you don't really want to answer the question but in the effort to not to answer the question, you're going to pick one thing that he said that may be off and focus on that one thing and avoid going back to the original question. Well, I feel like I'm trying to work my way to the answer, Your Honor. But you wouldn't. But but now that you're accusing me of not letting you answer, I'm letting you answer. Okay. What's the answer? The answer is the main topic. What are we talking about? You. It's yours. You it. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> Uh Walker. What? Walker's face, man. What about his face? He's been looking like that for four years. It, it just reminds Wonder me. Wonder why I didn't go straight home. I don't know. It's it's a meme that I saw. I don't know if you ever saw that meme. It's like this is a little girl. I guess at Disney World and a Snow White or something's talking to her and she's just looking off in space like that person not even there. You remember the meme of Jay Z and his homeboys and Jay Z wish he wasn't there? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that Jay-Z meme. I'll show it to you later. Thank you. Back to you, Gat. Thank you. <laughs> Those are my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs>
So um, something came across a group me I have uh, with a couple, no, excuse me, several close friends of mine. And I'm just going to read the title. And I'm just going to share why I thought this was a candidate for our main topic tonight. Um, black male suicides rising faster than any other racial group. Okay, so this conversation, excuse me, excuse me. When I saw this, I was alarmed, number one. Um, my immediate thoughts were, as black men, we deal with enough as it is. We deal with a lot. And But one narrative I've, I haven't been that aware of is with everything that we go through on a day-to-day basis in society, I've never seen this type of ending to it. You know, usually, usually like, well, you know, you know, black men in particular are often accused of hiding their feelings and emotions or whatever and not sharing open as openly as we should. Right. Um, I kind of I kind of associate or I used to associate a level of strength with that. But when I think about that, I'm like, man, I've never seen it so deep, deeply compounded to where it would lead to a black man taking his own life or trying to take his own life. Like that was alarming to me. And I'll just, I'll just say it from what we see mainstream news media things. I mean, we we don't really get, get many things scrolling across the ticker about black people taking their lives. Black men, excuse me, at least not from what I've seen, you know, logic had the song, you know, about the suicide thing or whatever. Logic's a white male. You know what I mean? Biracial. Is logic biracial? He is biracial. Okay. We'll throw that out. <laughs> but <laughs> back to you, Gabby. <laughs> but it's just I, I I don't know, man. I you know sadly sad as sad as it is to admit, I it's just, this is so bad. But when I think of suicide, I think of uh, a white male that I grew up with who unfortunately took his own life, and. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, it's just hard for me to associate that with black men for whatever reason. Why? I just, just because I think across the, across the spectrum of us as black men, I think collectively we are strong. And that's kind of like a cop out. You know, you know, we we talk about church a lot. Growing up in church, you know, I know I was taught. If you take your own life, you're going straight to hell. That's a sin. And we know we know how that influence goes in the Southern Baptist, predominantly black church for most people. Right. But also in the Southern black in the Southern Baptist, predominantly black church. A lot of those things like that go unsaid. It's just kind of like you hear from one person and then you just got to apply that for yourself. We're not going to collectively as a church body lean into those topics. Yeah. Right? Fair? Sure. Growing up, this is years ago. This is the eighties. I mean the church stayed away. There was a lot of topics the church stayed away from. Right. Yeah. Right. So um so why do I think that is? Because of those factors. That now, that doesn't mean it's not going on. Obviously it is. Sure, sure. But I'm but, just telling you the, the length of my thought. Gotcha. Okay. Your thoughts, sir? On like, what, exactly? what come what came to mind for you when you saw that headline? Were you like, huh? No. Um 
well you know when you when you mentioned it to me i i wanted to research it right right i'm because I, I, I think it intrigued me that you know it was that that was a thing right and the suicide rates among black men are very high um i'm looking at a page right here by the suicide prevention resource center and it and it talks about um 7.4 per 100,000 um it's like the age adjusted suicide rate for black populations is over half of what the uh, overall U.S. suicide rate of 13.2. So in our group, we make up 13% of the population. So that's that's kind of high given what we make of it, right? Um, and then it, it talks about how amongst our group, we're almost four times as likely than, than women. And this is this is actually suicide. This is successful attempts. Now, before we talked, Black was doing some research on people who are struggling with thoughts of suicide versus attempted. You know, I don't have that represented here. It's it's actually successful attempts that I'm looking at. But when I think about that, I I just start reflecting on how from a culturally how we've been how our value system has been shaped. You kind of alluded to it that we're supposed to be strong. You know, even as a child, we've been taught not to cry and not to bottle up our bottle up our emotions. And that kind of becomes a way of life for us. Even even though we know that we have to go out into a world where for the most part. We have to in, in face life like everyone else with a few wrinkles here and there, whether it's racism, whether it's whatever the case may be, where do we, where, where's our outlet? You know what I mean? I was never afforded an outlet as a child. So where's my outlet as an adult? And as I get older, I'm carrying more stress, more trauma, more, more challenges, more whatever, right? Where do I go? Where do I put this? Right. And you know, our culture has been one of the ways our culture has really been served as a detriment is, you know, we make fun of people who have these moments. I, I saw, I saw a meme. I saw a meme that showed, um, Tyrese had a moment and y'all cracked on him. Y'all joked on him. Kanye had a moment and y'all cracked on him. This is why black men don't open up. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's that's fairly that's, that's powerful because <clears throat> if we had that final breakdown, a lot of black men are afraid that it's going to be perceived as being weak and I'm an easy target for you to pile on even more. And that's just been something in our culture that's, I, in my opinion, has worked to the detriment of men because a lot of men have been encouraged by the actions of a lot of especially on social media but a lot of men have been encouraged to suffer in silence mm. as a result of that and apart from any type of resources that are available or the will to even take advantage of resources like therapy and, and seeing a doctor and the whole nine we just deal with it until we can't no longer and so I, I, I think I think there are some things that 
has to start changing with with us in terms of having children and breaking some cycles that have been kind of constant and have contributed because again our 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 race has experienced enough trauma as it is. We're just now opening up to the idea of mental health. So with that in mind, with that in mind, I just think that what we're seeing in terms of the data is all of this coming to a head. I think we're just starting to wrap our minds around mental health and that it's a thing. I don't think we understand just how deep this goes until we see it reflected in statistics such as these. Mm -hmm. Put that very well, sir. Thank you. Um, well, another thought I had in terms of my scope of receiving this information being very, you know, narrow, very acute. Do you think black male suicides are as prevalent in, on, across media channels as other races? Be- because, like, not unless you're a celebrity. Right. Okay. Okay. So there you go. And then I, I think I think maybe with y'all we had this conversation. What we're talking about the number of black people that go missing mm-hmm. every year and we don't hear about it. Right. Like there are other channels we have to intentionally go to to hear about stuff like that. Right. You have to rely on social media movements. Right. I wonder if the same could be same case can be made for black male suicide rates. <clears throat> Outside of studies that occur, I don't know who's really pushing it. Mm. And again, I, I'm not, not that I'm not necessarily looking for it. Sure. So sure. It, I could be it could very well be people out there trying to bring awareness to it. Right. We're in the information age. So surely someone is out there trying to let it be known. But no, I, I just I think I think that for black men or just men in general is just, I, I, I think that I just don't think a lot of awareness has been brought to it yeah. just because of the expectations that we have of men, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I think it's, it's more socially acceptable for a woman to be vulnerable openly. It's more socially accepted for her to, to, you know, the, the sympathy the empathy that women receive versus that of a man is greater, in my opinion. Bring it to our community, it's even less, right? And so I, I, I think we have we are working so hard to just be, and I'm not saying this for everyone, but just generally, we're working to be pers- like, I think what's so criminal is when we see media dehumanize us in so many ways. And one of the things that we talk about with uh, the war rapport is we try to bring the humanity back into sports mm-hmm. and how people tend to really criticize uh, a player beyond their, what they do on the field or a coach, coach beyond yeah. what they do on the field. One of the things you know, we talk about is, you know, we, we talk about speculations of people getting fired or whatever, but you got to remember you want a coach fired, but there are like 40 families attached to that one coach you want fired right. with children and all of that. Those kids go to school. They got to hear that about, yeah. see what I'm saying? And so what happens is when we forget about the humanity, it's easy to be insensitive. And so 
that has been an upward uphill climb is for people to see the humanity in us as as, in, as black people, as a people. Right. Now on an individual basis, you can get to know someone and see the humanity. Sure. But as a group, where is the humanity for that? Right. And I think once you get that humanity restored, we can become a lot more sensitive to what humans go through, in my opinion. Gotcha. What do you think, Black? You've been quiet. No, I was just looking at some stats, and it was like with the hit uh, us. Well, with I was trying to see what just in general, what were the uh, top causes of death among Black males, mm-hmm. and like if just just overall suicide is not in the top ten. But if you go to a breakdown by age, mm-hmm. from like one to nineteen, suicide comes in at number three. Wow! And then if you go from twenty to forty-four, suicide comes at number four. Twenty to twenty to what age? Twenty to forty-four. Okay. And then once you get beyond that, tapers off. No suicide is showing up in the top ten. Tapers off. So it seems like, I guess the emphasis, if you're trying to educate people, would be like. At very young age, like starting at in school, like that's what you need to you need to focus on educating people's like very early on because at forty five it's not even an issue. Well, it's not a major. It's not in the top ten anymore. You said uh, thanks for that, by the way. Appreciate you for that. Um, you 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 emphasize the sense of urgency for for a person in their developmental years to kind of be able to address their emotional psychological well-being you're right dude <laughs> getting choked up over there no i drank some water earlier and i really feel like it went down the wrong body. it's just trying to the body's trying to do what it does okay forgive me um how how do we do that gatry in your opinion because again you mentioned church you mentioned i i think i think when you say things like church i I will sum up the church in saying, and not so much the church. I just think previous generations have kind of used fear to um, discourage people from suicide. And, you know, if you have a God consciousness, I mean, who wants to go to hell? So we'll use that. But, but again, it doesn't deal, it doesn't deal with what a person is dealing with on a daily basis. Right. Right. Yeah. So now that we're in 2022, what are some ways, and this doesn't have to be, you can be black or, you know, you, you like, what, what are some ways we can encourage our children at a young age, our black boys at a young age to get ahead of their mental health? Mm. Well, I mean, thinking of me and I, I've got a lot of room for improvement with this, but there's got to be topics that are not taboo. <clears throat> yeah. It just has to be, you know? And it's it's tough. It's tough as a parent. But the big, I, I guess the big goal for me, or one of the big goals for me as a father is, I want to create that space to where my boys know they can come to me and talk about anything. Right? Now, <laughs> there's a lot that comes with that. That's a huge responsibility, of course. But um, I feel like if you're successful at getting that established, then, yeah, when conversations like these arise, you've got that emotional equity to capitalize off of. Okay. 
What you got, Black? When you mentioned the church and how it used to have a great influence on people, that got me to thinking about like what is the biggest influence nowadays, and that's social media. For sure, that's and the I'm new thinking, church. With social media, you got to find some way to like counteract or overcome social media's influence on kids and how they perceive themselves and like I guess what success looks like for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, maybe social media is the way to get in touch with them, but I'm not sure like how how you can do that through social media and have it be a positive impact on them. Can can is it is it how do you feel about the statement that social media should supplement what you're doing with the child? I mean, I believe that I'm not a parent, but if I was a parent, I would make sure that like because there's no getting around phone, social phone media. time is like very limited. Like, yeah, your phone, like I would have controls over your phone. Oh, for sure. You only have like maybe two hours a day of social media or being on your phone. For sure. I, that's how actually, I would approach actually, it. Actually, yeah, you wouldn't get a lot during the week. Yeah. Like you can get more time on the weekend, but during the week, yeah, you're, you're, you're on a regiment, like mm-hmm. you're on a routine. You're the one with children. What sure. do you say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, and thankfully our boys aren't at that stage yet, but. That you know, that's that's part of what I mean. We implement it now with their iPads. Like we we're <laughs> controlling. We <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing, man. It's not. It's not. But we're, we're very intentional about what all they can get to. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, dude, YouTube kids from the from the onset or from the outside looking in seems pretty safe. But dude, you get in there deep enough. <laughs> Google can only do so much. You know what I mean? For sure. So, so yeah, I'm with that. And, and, you know, I think some of it starts now. And um, really, and I never thought I'd be this parent walker, but I I get it now. But really being in tune, especially with the parents of the friends of your kids. Oh, for sure. Because, like, that's one thing. That's one thing I'm very thankful for about when my boys are in school now. Like, especially my oldest son. He's been with the same group of guys since he was four years old. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, through sports, Boy Scouts, other things, we've gotten to know the families. And the, the, the motive is to, you know, let's all let's all work together. Let's all be cultivated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that helps a lot just because that helps you kind of manage whatever influences are coming in. Sure. I mean, I remember <laughs> hearing my parents say, we don't know they folks. Right. You know what I mean? When when I ask to hang out with such and such, we don't know their folks. Right. So we don't know we don't know their behavior because we don't know who's influencing their behavior. Right. Um what about our age? Dude. What, what about what about us? So I mean, I'm, those I'm, of us I'm gonna brag on my homies on this one, dude, like for real. And most of these homies I grew up in the church with. But dude, we have to be intentional about creating safe spaces to talk about things like this. Our primary channel is the GroupMe app, obviously, but I've seen even that spawn off into other micro conversations about some real heavy hitting stuff that several guys in our group have said, man, I'm so thankful for this communication medium because I've been dealing with this, but just not knowing how to communicate it. Mm -hmm. And not only have you provided a safe space for me to communicate it, I don't feel judged at all. Yeah, You know, so like, it took a level of intentionality and it takes a lot of courage, of course, even with guys that you've known since you were single digits 
still takes a lot of courage to say, hey, look, man, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that that's what I would say. Like, you know, I guess I guess in layman's terms, you say small groups or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that's very important, very crucial. So community. Community, 100%. Um, I think that's good. I think that's good. Uh, Black, can you think of any that that would that's beneficial for 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 us today? What you mean? Like, what are some like I'm thinking of solutions, right? Yeah. What are some and, and again, this is this is something that we're scratching the surface on. So we're not claiming to be professionals in any way, but just things we've seen that have benefited those either ourselves or people we know. What are some things that can help reverse this trend that we're seeing with black men and suicide rates? The thing that come to mind is just being, I guess, where their eyeballs are. Like, where where are they going to, like, get information from if they're seeking out information? Like, that's kind of, like, the spaces we need to kind of, like, be in. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep beating the the drum of social media, but, like, if that's where they're going to be going, we need to have some sort of positive resource there for them if that's where they're going to be. But I guess... It would also help when y'all say community. I'm not a big church attender, but I would think the church would have a uh, could have like a positive impact if people would like join that church community. Because you mentioned small groups, that's one of the biggest things I've seen as far as like churches, like especially the big churches. If you could find a group of like-minded people that are supportive, that can be huge for you. Sure, and like. When you were talking about it, it made me think about like I have a very select group. Like your group is big compared to who I would talk to. But the thing about it is, I remember it didn't start off as easy. It took practice, like talking with them, saying the right things, knowing that like each each time I would say something, no one would slap my hand and no one would like reprimand me. Like okay, okay, it took it took stages to get to the point where I could have these conversations. It wasn't easy in the beginning, right? So I guess finding your community and then building that community so you can have that level of trust within that community. That's good. Um, I mentioned it. I mean, we mentioned it all the time, but therapy. Yeah. Therapy. And caveat to therapy, though. I think, you know, the analogy I give is that of a couple going to premarital counseling. You can treat it like a formality. Or you can treat you can treat it like it's serious. It's a serious thing. Sure. You're engaged. You're you're a willing participant in the counseling, right? There are a lot of people who go to school, and going to school is a good thing. They don't graduate. They don't do homework. They party, right? Going to school is a good thing, but it's what you do when you get there that's going to determine the ultimate outcome you wish to achieve. So if you're going to therapy, I would encourage you first off, um, and there's a, there's a, a page we follow on IG. Um, I think it's therapy, therapy for black girls. They posted uh, something a while back, like things to look for in a therapist, like finding the right therapy. And you can attest to this. Finding oh. the right therapist <laughs> is very important, right? 
just like with anything else, like you're looking for a mechanic, you're just not going to take it to Joe Schmo down the street. Right. You're going to research to find out. You're going to talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah. You're going yeah. to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to research that person. You're going to find out if they're legit, right? Therapy therapist should be the same way. And when you get there, you want to maximize your time. You want to maximize this window of opportunity. So hopefully they're pushing you. They're giving you homework. They're, they're doing things to challenge you. Should you participate and you're engaged in that process that will supplement community that will supplement other things that you're doing as well. Um, so I, I think, I think when we talk about therapy as important as that is, I mentioned to you, that's a, that should also be a goal when you're going to therapy. What's the end goal? And that should be something that your therapist understands and is helping you, giving you a plan to get there. And you're following that plan. And it's good to have your community aware of it. Accountability, people keeping you on track. I think those things help. I think those things help. Um, I think accountability is important too. Like, and I think you need it. Cause see, we all have vices. We all have yeah. things we're dealing with. It may not be suicide. You know what I mean? It, 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 it could just be, it could be, you know, you just get weak as a man and you trying to, you trying to be faithful, you trying to do right. And, you know, but you got brothers who can keep you in line. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so whatever you're dealing with, there should also be some built in with that community should be some built in accountability as well. And just like therapy, you got to be a willing participant. You got to want the accountability because it's easy to get defensive and push people away who really do care about you. So there's a lot of work we have to do in order to reach the outcomes we want. You can have everything around you at your disposal. It's, it's like that. It's like that watching, you know, we watched this a lot of sports going on. Just had the Super Bowl. Basketball is, is picking up. Worst thing is when you see a, t a gifted, talented team get beat by a team that works harder and is less talented, right? Right. Because right. you can see the gift <laughs> in that team, and they know they gifted. That's the problem. They know they're talented. They got everything at their disposal. They're just not putting the work in. Right. And you end up getting beat. We have a lot of resources at our disposal in this day and age. We don't want to get beat because we're not putting the work in. Right. And so that, that, that'll just, you know, I'm all, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tough love guy. Um, and I, and I, you know, we, I think about the topics we talked about crying Yeah. and I mentioned how I don't feel that men, you know, when they're faced with adversity, they got families depending on them. I don't feel like that's the time to cry, but I feel that, I feel that in a vacuum that's true, but you need an outlet. <laughs> Yeah. When there's no adversity, you need to go get you some help. Right? You you gotta go unpack all of what you just dealt with. Right? Right. And so I, I think that when you put all those things, when you create an environment for you to offload that, because you still gotta be a leader. You still gotta be you still gotta go out in this in this in this brutal world and be a man. I feel that you do have to make and create opportunities for you to charge yourself up and build yourself up. There are a lot of men who are out here trying to do life on a drain battery. And we got to find our charging stations. We have to find what keeps us going. So that's, that's just, you know, just my thoughts. Wow. Just my thoughts. What do you guys think about like 
we talk about meditate. What do you think about meditating? What are your thoughts on that? It's not something I do ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something I don't do often, but I mean, not on purpose, at least not intentional meditation. You're not knocking it. You just right. don't, haven't done it. It's right. Not, and, and if I'm sure I can be honest here, I put meditation and prayer in the same bucket. Okay. I'm not saying that's right. Okay. I just gotcha. But you do pray. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. What about, what do you think about it? Black? I don't meditate or pray really. Gotcha. I do just have, I do have downtime where I'm like, there's not a lot going on in my head. Like maybe like 20 minutes before I go to bed, Mm -hmm. like me me not falling asleep, but I do think I run things through my head, but I'm not really like, I don't really consider that meditating, (laughs) but I do have, like, I do have time that's like, it's quiet time, reflective time. I don't know if I'm using synonyms. Are they the same thing as meditating? But yeah, you, that's meditation. Okay, <laughs> that's meditation. Show him what he's one Walker. Well, when I think of meditation, I think of like sitting on the floor with my legs crossed. It's almost oh. it's all, right. That's right. exactly what I knew he was thinking about. I gotcha. knew that's where he was going. Gotcha. Yeah, it's 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 med- But again, when you pray, you don't get on. Hopefully, you don't have to go through the formality of getting on your knees and holding your hand or in front together in front. Do you do that? Okay, I'm just asking. But what I'm just saying is... I mean, sometimes. But not all the time. True. There's more ways to pray. Sometimes you just got to get a prayer up. Yeah. And 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 my thing is, you know, for me, that's me communicating with God. I don't get on my knees and, and talk to anybody like that. Right? That's, that would be... You, could you imagine how awful that... That's just... But that's my relationship with God. Like, we relate as though I'm... You yeah, know, imagine walking by your cube at work no, and you got your hands like this. I'm just thinking. Like, I'm just coming in. I'm coming to you, Gatcher, and I get on my knees and say, so, Gatcher, how was your day today? You know what I mean? Could you imagine? So, for me, like, I'm just having, I'm talking to God. Right. You know? Right. So, prayer is a part of it, but my wife and I do confessions. Oh, wow. Like, we confess the outcomes we want. All right, Usher. Usher. <laughs> <laughs> and these are my confessions. Um... But we we confess, and that's a part of the meditation is the things that you want, you're speaking life to it. And and for me, I'm a stickler for the things that you say about yourself, about your life. Like you, you, you know, and I usually it's a it's a principle that comes from the Bible, but a lot of different cultures and re- like religions practice this. Right. It's a mental thing that the thing I continue to say about myself, I will begin to, I begin to eventually believe it and see it. Whatever you say about yourself, good or negative. And so it's like diet, right? You gotta eat. You're constantly putting food in your body, but when you're making a conscious decision that this is what I'm putting in my body for a certain outcome, I get the results I want. Your thoughts are the same way. Your thoughts are never empty. Thoughts are always coming in you have to police what thoughts come in. And the best way to do it is by what you're saying about yourself. And it's always that exercise. I think I did it here on the podcast with you. Like I had you count to 10 in your head. It wasn't you. Okay. It may have been. This was a long time ago. It, it was wasn't like pre-studio. Yes. It was back at the Absolutely. office. Okay. Yeah. Back like in the lobby. I had you count to a certain number. And then I asked you what you had for breakfast. And yeah. then you lost sight of what you were thinking because that's how strong. Me? 
Right. <laughs> he counted to two. <laughs> right. Right. Barely. But but you see what I'm saying? Like that's how your mind works. It responds to words than it does thoughts. And so that's why the concept of like meditating and and speaking things over yourself is very important. Mm. So I that's something I would encourage brothers to do. Like research confessions and things you say over yourself. It's like you're on the on the way to work. Talk about what kind of day you're gonna have. Talk about, you know, I'm I'm gonna do well today. This is going to be, I may have challenges, but I'm going to be my mind. You know what I mean? You're, you're level setting your mind and preparing yourself for the day. Right. And those are things that my wife and I, we do as a couple. We do for our, our, you know, just whatever it is that's going on in our lives, we speak to it. And it helps me to get my mind focused. Again, this, this goes with community, therapy, all these things. That, I'm just giving you things to put in your toolbox that'll help you when you engage life mm. if you got those types of challenges so that's 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 all i got what are your thoughts on that guys no i, li- I like that um and you, you're just making me so thankful for my tribe you know which i include y'all as a part of too but um it's it's made me thankful and made me realize just how rare that is so yeah um but yeah awesome you good yeah it's your topic Thank you. Put a bow on. Yes. Bow is placed. <laughs> Who are we praying for? Uh, I don't have anybody on my PL. Okay. I have Tyrese Gibson, singer Tyrese, it's actor. Mom. Mother Priscilla Murray Gibson passed away due to some health complications. So let's please keep him lifted up in prayer. Oh, man. Yeah. You got on the praise report? No other. Man, you was just focused on that one topic, huh? I was focused on something else too that we we're gonna talk about in a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, pra- my praise report is Romeo Miller and his girlfriend recently welcomed a baby girl. Congrats to those two. No limit grandkids. <laughs> y'all said y'all had to see that coming. I that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Discuss or trash? Are we going to talk about how bad the Super Bowl halftime show was? Discuss or trash? How bad it was? Are we going to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Me black, me and black look surprised. How bad was it? Discuss? Yeah, let's talk about it. Dude, how bad was like, it? I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going out and saying it. Getting all this acclaim about best halftime show ever. No. This was a very, very, very whitewashed halftime show, in my opinion. Do I have anything against Dre? No. What, what, what was a white? Continue. I'll let you. Do I'll I have anything against later. Snoop? No. K Dot? Of course not. M? No. Anderson Pock? Did y'all see him on the drums? Yes, we yeah. did. I thought that was pretty dope. I got nothing against these guys. Near Jip Lodge? Yeah. Was she there? I wasn't a fan of Mary's part. It's going off the rails. I wasn't a fan of Mary's part. I'm gonna just say it. And I feel like I feel like I got at least one witness out there. I wasn't a fan of Mary's part. When Mary did no more pain in the middle of that it was supposed to be a party. Come on, man. That just took me out of it. I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting different tracks. The set list? Come on, man. Now, now, now that I've said that. I'll bring myself back in a little bit. I understand the scope of it. 
What's the scope? It's the NFL Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people watched it, but this is this is a global TV production, mm-hmm. right? So I understand that you have to go with the chart topping hits. Do you? They did, not me. I got a totally different set list. Totally. Well, obviously. Right. And I just, it it was so hyped up. And I was just like, y'all out here rapping on top of boxes? Come on, Walker. What, what What were you expecting? Something different than that. They didn't make it feel L.A. to me. They didn't make it feel Compton West Coast to me. Okay, they had the Lolos. But what were they what were they standing on? What were those? What were those boxes? Hollywood Squares? <laughs> what are we doing here? You, you you saw the opening sequence where Snoop comes down the stairs into a living room with a guy on a bass guitar? What is this? What is that? What's Compton about that? Okay. I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan. Was it the worst halftime show I've seen? No. I just had bigger expectations for this elite list of performers. If it had been a concert that I paid for, I'm checking my buyer's protection. Because I was duped. I'm going to stop there. So what songs you wanted to hear? Oh, man. Um... Like Drake, Drake could have done. I really wanted Drake to do nothing but a G thing. Yeah, Snoop's there. I wanted Drake to do Dre Day. There's a clean version of that, right? I want him to do that. Fit, no, there, there isn't a clean. There's version. a clean version of Dre Day because I, I I had the um I had the cassette I had the clean cassette the single. Well, he just sang the chorus or something, right? <laughs> Y'all, y'all heard y'all have heard the clean version of Dre Day. They used to play on the radio. We're adults. We don't listen to clean versions. You did back in the day. You heard it on 92.9 back in the day, because I did too. He would he'd only rap like 10 words. It's still a clean version. And th- and that's perfect for this setting because you're only doing pieces of songs. So he would rap and he just hold it up for the crowd to repeat it and then come back to himself. We all know the words. <laughs> okay. I would have picked a different set list. Okay. Personally, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not completely against that because yes, I I realized halfway through it that they're only see I already knew I already knew my question was how like were they go who was going to be able to perform outside of Snoop and Dre more than one song? That was my question. I was like, is anyone going to be able to? I think Mary did. Mary did more than one song. She did two. She did her two biggest hits. Her two biggest hits. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't have picked I wouldn't have picked either of those songs either. I'm with you. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not I can't completely push back. But you have to understand this is the first time they allowed a rap act for the Super Bowl. True. You have to know there was gonna be some restrictions. They were not gonna let them just go and turn up like you we would see in an, in a regular rap concert and performance. You have to know that. With not with the world watching. I think Ronnie was onto something. I think it probably could have been better had they only focused on the LA talent. Like they they could have left Mary and Fifty out of that and just had like and, and Eminem. They could have just had Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Anderson, yeah. and like and played more of like 
and more more Dre. He was and, the headliner. Okay, Anderson Pack was a cameo. I wouldn't know. I'm a I'm a Anderson Pack fan. But he's not LA Drake too, level. though. He's LA, yeah. But I just I liked how they how they had him in there. I, I hear you. I hear you. But you again, it's one of those things to where it's one of those things to where we gonna give them Dre and, and Snoop. <laughs> But we gonna we gonna give you a we gonna give you a small dose. Oh, we gotta bring Eminem. We got rap. Oh, we gotta say bring a white person in we here. Gotta, we, we need some we need some white representation. You you gotta understand the polit the politics oh, of it. I and I get it. I, that's what I'm I had saying. a homeboy break that down to me that I was watching the game with. So like yeah, you have to understand for the first rap act, you know it was gonna be heavily policed. You know that. You know that. Yes, and I get it. Mary J did not fit with that act at all. At all. At all. I get it. We with you on that. I get it. I get it. Fifty didn't even fit. He didn't fit in his Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I finished it off. I just finished it off. Okay. <laughs> Come on, tell you how. <laughs> I have no objection. Okay. All right. All right. But I, I understand where you're coming from. Am I just a selfish hip hop fan? There was no way you were going to get that. That wasn't the platform for what you. There was no way so, you were going to get that. Okay. I, but so I, considering I, that, did it meet your expectations? Because y'all y'all were at a different place going in, obviously. So considering what you saw, was that in line with what you felt it may be beforehand? Not completely. Cause again, there was there were better tracks they could have picked. I, I agree with that. Now Kendrick, I nailed. I was like, I know what they're doing. Kendrick, do yeah. I know what they're doing. Eminem, yeah. I was wrong about Mary J. I was wrong about Mary J. Oh, if they had played this one song. Okay. All so. I really want, but I but I get it. I get it. I get it. We know that song. Wait, with meth? No. All I really want. All I really want. Oh, now, now, thought, now Mary's back in the show. I thought she was going to come out and hit that vibe. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get a mean two-step on. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. So before we get to our next topic. Ooh. Um, you just made me think like if, she would, if Mary would have came out with like, all I need to get by with one of them rapping meth's part or something like that. Uh, no, no, only meth can rap that. No, okay, no. only me- only only. I'm boycotting hip hop if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare do meth and man like that. Right. <laughs> Where are you going? All right. So before we get to our next topic, I want to know your ratings. One trash, ten best performance in Super Bowl history. And you can't use seven. You cannot use seven, Kevin Samuels. You can. I don't care. Seven. Just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead, Black. Uh, just because it was, I give it six and a half, seven. It felt kind of vanilla to me. I was gonna give it a six. I was gonna give it a six. I mean, it felt kind of vanilla to me. So y- yeah. y- y'all agree with me? I told you I didn't fully push back on you. Yeah, I didn't push back either. So y'all thought it was trash too? I didn't say trash. That's not trash, sir. Trash was zero, remember? Trash is one. One. Okay, so how do you get that from six? (laughs) You carry the water. (laughs) 
if you're going to carry it, it's going to get you to 10, sir. Not like, in my mind. My carries with a square root. There's <laughs> <laughs> a one in there somewhere. So how do you rate it on your scale? A three. Okay. Okay. Because, like, dude, dude, I know, I know again, I said, I, I know again, I said, were y'all, gro- like, were y'all grooving? Were y'all like, oh, were y'all grooving through that no, whole performance? I just thought it was cool to just see something I've never seen before. Okay. So it's experiential to you. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't just like, just like you said, you didn't have the Mary J energy. But again, I I already came into it with tempered expectations. See, I came into it thinking, I'm going to be up off the couch. Have you ever, have you ever watched a movie that you knew was going to be trash going in? Alice Cross. No. And it actually, because the bar was so low, it was like, oh, it wasn't, okay, all right. It wasn't the best yeah. film I've yeah, ever I seen. I can't think of any up top bad, but yeah. But you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. So with, with tempered expectations, like I'm, I can, I can, perha- I can probably place it in a more accurate place because I already know it ain't no way in the world it's gonna be a ten. All right. Does that make sense? And I think for you, it seems like you were like, "Oh, this is hip hop history." I was taking all the hype. This, this is Black History Month. This, this is, is L.A. Be- this is Compton. This is Inglewood. This is every, this is Randy's Donuts. No, it's in a brand new stadium. <laughs> so fine. It's in so fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. So no, it's not a ten by any means stretched imagination. But again, I already knew. I already knew what this was going to be. Okay. So, Shikari Richardson questions why Camilla. Valiva is allowed to compete in the Beijing Olympics after a failed drug test on her part. Discuss the trash. This is an easy, quick discussion. Easy and quick. Why is it easy and quick? This is racism on a global scale. <laughs> That's all it is, man. That's all it is. And just like, just like, and I shout out Sway a lot because I listen to them a lot. But no, go ahead. Keep, keep going. Keep but going. this is just exemplary of. Is black people what our expectation is? We got to be one rung higher than the best. If it's anything outside of that, get them out of here. You saw what she carry. So, so you mean to tell me you can let this other lady still compete, but if she medals, she won't get a medal. But you, you, you dragging Shakari out of here. Y'all tell me what it is if it's not that. What do you think, Black? I think it's apples and oranges because I believe based on what I've seen Shikari was kept from competing by the US this other girl she was already at the Olympics so her restriction would be by the Olympics not not the not her home country so it's not the same deal that and what they allowed that girl to do is of no consequence to Shakari. None. The point is, is not that you should be able to allow, you should be allowed to compete in the Olympics because you broke a rule that you knowingly knew you broke. Okay. The point is you shouldn't have smoked weed. That's the real point. And Shakari has to own that. Now, is it messed up to a degree? Yeah. But what are they going to do? Just let people who fail 
just compete to black's point it is different in this case it is different now i'm still talking so with shikari you have to own the fact that you had an opportunity of a lifetime and you even though you had some things going on in your life you made a conscious decision that cost you an opportunity costed you an opportunity the uh, the olympics committee the u.s no one made you smoke weed it was time to test you didn't pass who's responsible for that is it the olympus committee or is it shakari who's responsible get are you asking me i'm asking permission you. to speak yes that's shakari's responsibility so does that change because of what happened here Does that change? I do. Huh? I think so. Okay. But you're going based on the pretense that this other woman did not know. I think it's irrelevant. I think it's irrelevant. He's he's going more on an accountability standpoint. You're accountable for your actions. What happened to you was because of what you did. But we don't know that the other girl did this. And if, if asking if, genuinely, but if 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 it was that's uh, that's on that other girl it has nothing to do with race. Okay, I disagree respectfully. Okay, what you got? Hashtag Kanye love. Mm-mm. What's going on with this? Discuss. Be supportive now. Oh, right, 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 right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's discuss. I, you said that. I was getting ready to trash it. Let's talk about this. What do you mean what's going on? Why are you asking? Why are you curious? Why are you confused about this? This so, is up. This is in your wheelhouse. So so <laughs> I saw I saw a post that moved me on social media recently and it which was it had a i guess kanye and kim got in a very heated altercation in the car recently mm-hmm. paparazzi got pictures you can see kim crying and uh this this lady who posted it back when it was in wyoming was that wyoming that was a long time well i, I don't know i i don't know what that i just the, the post just the, i just saw the post i think the po- i think she posted like early this week okay what was the post but, um the post was questioning people speaking out on behalf of Kanye, saying things like, if you don't love me like this, then it ain't real or something like that. Okay. All right. So she, of course, the the aim and direction of what she was going for was in terms of emotional domestic abuse. Right. So um <clears throat> I, I I haven't I've stayed away from this purposely because this is just mess and in my in the depths of my soul and my spirit I think this is doing nothing but selling keeping up with the Kardashian seasons 
but we'll we'll entertain just for the listeners. But um, I I guess, and I I could I could have Kanye shaded glasses on, but from what I've absorbed, I see a man fighting for his marriage. There you go. This is the gatcher I know. Go ahead. But what I what I want to ask is, am I missing something? Um, yes. Again, we disagree. Kanye is fighting for attention. And that's all he is. He's attention seeking. I already told you. I already told you, if you want Kim back, you're going to have to play the long game. This ain't it. What this is giving you is some amazing headlines for keeping up with the Kardashians. And it keeps you in the limelight. It keeps you in the spotlight. It keeps people talking about you just in case, you know, there's a new release of something coming along. Oh, isn't Donna 2 supposed to be coming up soon? Please be respectful if you're going to talk be about respectful. this. Be yeah. respectful. Be respectful. You're not wrong, but just be respectful. <laughs> he is fighting for attention. Okay. This ain't got jack squad to do with her. Because he was really fighting for her, he wouldn't be doing half the stuff he's doing right now. I don't understand why Kanye thinks he's got to hold on to some false sense of relevancy. By staying in Kim's face. Like she she's not attached to his success. Like Kanye, Kanye's his own machine. This dude's walking around with these rubber boots on that are people people paying thousands of dollars for. Because Kanye's wearing them. So like I don't understand like why he thinks he needs that. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just I'm just thinking like. You can do fine without Kim if it's in terms of relevancy, popularity, attention, and things like that. You can, because he was dating, what, what's the girl's name? Or dating, what's the girl's name? I don't remember. Yeah, but he was in the headlines for that. I don't, I don't get it. But, admittedly, I have not sunk my teeth deep into this. And I was only, I was only want to talk about it because I was so moved by this woman's uh, social media post. You were moved by it. I was moved just because it it just it. What part of it? I I didn't. I I never looked at it from a emotional domestic abuse perspective. I had never seen the picture. I I'd I'd known. I heard grumblings that Kanye was staying, was trying to stay. I guess physically present for Kim, and I guess his side of the divorce hasn't been finalized. No, it hasn't. Right. So I had heard that part, but when I saw that picture. You got to show me what picture you're talking about. Okay. You don't have to do it now. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm curious to see what picture you're referring to. Gotcha. I should have trashed this. You should have. I was expecting you to. It's just I, I knew you were going. I knew you were looking at it as a guy fighting for his marriage. But, but again, define fighting. Mm-hmm. Define that. What does that mean? What does that mean to fight for your marriage? Yeah, I see where you're going, Walker. I can I can smell you. I hope you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I felt miserably if you do. Um, It was Julia Fox who he was dating. Yeah, yeah, Megan Fox. Um, (laughs) 
selective hearing. <laughs> but he doesn't confuse himself. <laughs> I did that for shock value. You're welcome. Um, fighting for your marriage, Walker. Number one, you got to fight fair. So one, one thing I know Kanye's doing is he's putting the kids in the mix. That's not fighting fair. Your marriage is between you and that woman. And if it is, I mean, if it is emotional abuse, that's not fighting fair either. You know what fighting fair is in my opinion? Ownership. Of? Your your role in the dissolving of this marital union. Ownership. So, that being said, when you put it in that perspective, I agree that you should fight for your marriage. Is that what Kanye has been doing? I'll say it again. I don't know. I haven't sunk my teeth deep into this. I haven't. You've seen enough. You've seen enough. I have? You've seen enough. The social media post about the dude that Kim's dating. Pete Davidson. (laughs) PD. He did it. Or Skeet Davidson is what he called him. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there. That's just rap beef. Let that go. Oh, as it is, because <laughs> both of them are rappers, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, you you can answer the question. You just don't want to. You just don't want to. Because I don't know enough. It's a small sample size here. You refuse to answer the question. You refuse to answer the question. You don't want to, because you know what the answer is. Well, no, I just, I just gave you the answer. That you can't answer it. Oh, I told you what fighting fair was for you. Yeah, for and I marriage. asked you, is Kanye, based on your definition and what you've observed, is he doing that? And then you said, I can't answer that. I don't which, live in Calabasas. Which is something you can't say if when, when you're backed into a corner. <laughs> you typically do. I can't answer that. Well, if the studio fits. <laughs> this is why you don't sit over here. <laughs> um, sometimes I wish I didn't sit where I'm sitting. <laughs> Shout outs. <laughs> Lee Elder. Lee Elder was the first black to play in the Masters golf tournament way back in 1975. My man Lee had to wait until he was 40 to compete because at the time the PGA wasn't allowing men that look like you and I opportunities to play in what I call the Super Bowl of professional golf. But um, while the PGA back then was doing their old discriminatory uh, actions or whatever, Lee Elder was cooking it up in the United Golfers Association Tour, the only league that would allow black players to play at the time. During his golf career that included a brief PGA stint, uh, Lee Elder amassed 16 professional wins with earnings well over a million dollars. Lee Elder is credited with breaking the color barrier in professional golf. He was awarded in the early 2000s the uh, Bobby Jones Award uh, given to him by the USGA. First black person to get it. Highest honor that you can get in the USGA. I said it last year because I was really heartbroken when he passed away in November. 
but Lee Elder has been one of my biggest golf influences. Lee Elder, you are my shout out. My shout out goes out to Mary McLeod Bethune. Mary had always hoped and dreamed to become a missionary in Africa after attending Scotia Seminary in North Carolina and Chicago's Moody Bible Institute, but was unfortunately told black missionaries were unwelcome. She turned to educating her people at home in which she founded the Daytona Literary and Industrial Training School for Negro Girls in 1904 with a $1.50 and six students, including her young son. 20 years later, the school was merged with Cookman Institute of Jacksonville, Florida. And in 1924, Bethune, one of the few female college presidents in the nation, became president of the National Association of Colored Women. And of course, this become that institution became affectionately known as Bethune Cookman. Bethune helped went on to help organize black advisors to serve on the federal council of negro affairs the storied black cabinet under president franklin uh, d roosevelt bethune worked to end poll taxes and lynching she even organized protests against businesses that refused to hire african americans and even demonstrated to support to show her support of such so a woman who was big on education helped found a a very popular HBCU and also pushed for black people to move forward, to obtain liberties, the freedoms. Shout out to Mary McLeod Bethune. Who played themselves, sir? Cynthia Perkins Walker, aka CP. This one's disgusting. So I'm just going to say this really quick. Goodness, after this call. <coughs> Excuse me. I would tell you to drink water, but, you know, don't worry about that. That's how we got here. I got to preserve. Cynthia Perkins Walker, former teacher at Livingston's Westside Junior High School. Why is she the former teacher? Good question, Walker. Cynthia decided it'd be a great idea to bake cupcakes for her class. Right? Seems innocent enough. But uh, she included a special ingredient in these cupcakes that ended up landing her in prison for 41 years. Mm. Oh, Walker, this disgusts me to my core. But she injected each cupcake with her husband's sperm. This heinous act, like I said, landed her in prison for a long time and uh, ended up costing her husband his job at the school as well. You big dummy. I told you it was gross. I'm not proud of that, but not to scramble. In the future, you can always say you don't have one. <laughs> Just in the future, okay? You've Noted. done it. You've even done that before. Have I? Yes. Okay. 
You want to apologize to our listeners for Walker? I I, I don't I, I don't I don't know if I should just end this. <laughs> Who am I doing this podcast with? What? <laughs> hey, Black, where do you find these people? <laughs> You're using my stuff against me. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm back. I don't have a name. But the dude violated a temporary restraining order that his ex-girl or ex-girlfriend put in place. This happened a year ago, about this time. You want to know how he violated his temporary restraining order? Sent her some flowers for Valentine's Day. You would appreciate that. Real extra. This served as a violation, and the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office is now charging this man with contempt for violating that order. If you know that she has a temporary restraining order against you, that means she doesn't want to hear from you or see you ever. Why would you send her something that reminds her of the very person she's trying to get away from? Khaled. Congratulations. You played yourself. I hope they were nice, though. Of course. Did y'all, you made me think of something that I heard about last week. Did y'all hear about, I know it was either in Atlanta or near Atlanta, but law enforcement officials were pleading with women to turn in their boyfriends or ex boyfriends who had warrants. For for a Valentine's Day weekend vacation, <laughs> did y'all did y'all hear about that? It's called Operation Sub. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> but dude, would I tell you? <laughs> Are there a lot of people on vacation? Man, would I tell you some of these scorned baby mamas ate off of this? Dude, there's some dudes out there that got turned in. Just snitches. You made me think of that with that story. So yeah. Wow. Snitches get vacation. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning into the latest and greatest episode. Guys, you know what to do. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter at the tipping point. One word. T H A tipping point. One word. Also go over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Like some videos, hit some notification bells. We're working. Just subscribing if you don't watch them. Just subscribe. We working. Sorry. Hit the music, please. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Have a great week, productive week, a safe week. As always, I'm disgusted. The guy sitting across from me is Ronnie Gatchery. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.